0: What up, hemp nuts? This episode of the New Hemp Times is brought to you by Grandpa. I'm constipated again. You what? You can't shit. You need to take that hempies. This CBD laxative that'll help you go to the bathroom, make your bowels happy. Hempies. I didn't told you to use it before. hempies cbd-based liquid oral bowel stimulant It's suggested not to use hempies prior to train rides plane rides long car journeys religious ceremonies or weddings hempies because sometimes you just can't shit.
1: Hello, you hemp nuts and cannabis enthusiasts. Welcome to the New Hemp Times podcast, recorded on November thirteenth, twenty nineteen. Hey, uh, hello. My name is Jehan Markun. I'm here with our host, Dr. Jan Roberts.
2: Well, hello, and you're a host too, Dr. Markun. <laughs>
1: Thank you. We, <laughs> we are also joined by the very talented the unapologetic sharecropper and fisherman, actor, comedian, and the list goes on, Randy Cameroon Jr.
0: On and on and on. Hey, hey, hey.
1: How are we doing?
2: I'm still trying to keep my calm after that hemp, hemp, what is it? Well,
1: we've, we've got sponsors. <laughs> wow. Weekly. Just when I thought CBD could do everything. everything.
2: <laughs> Just as long as you, you don't never... take it before you get on the subway. Damn right. Oh yeah. my God. Too funny, guys. Y'all are crazy.
1: Well, today we're going to have two special call-ins about an issue that um, has been in the media recently. So some of you have heard about New York's largest he- drug bust for marijuana, but actually not a drug bust. Um, so not bust. And, and then there there's other issues in the industry. We'll have another caller talking about how we have this hemp farm bill and these hemp regulations, but people are having problems with being able to actually commercialize these products despite being able to grow them. And we're gonna you know, I'm I don't own a hemp business. I'm not growing hemp, so I, I can't wait to hear what people actually involved in the day to day part of this is. Right. Yeah. And you did help me try and fill out that application. So I
0: Yeah a little bit familiar with the New York laws. so interested. <laughs> what a pain. When do you when
2: do you find out if you get the Um
0: license. We are the CUNY folks are actually going over finalizing our proofreading this week. So cool. We'll cool turn thing. it in next week, I think. Good deal. Yep.
1: And I feel like, you know, New York kind of has a sane approach to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It's it's you know all the way from how do you cultivate it to how do you distribute it and what those standards are. They do not want a gray area in New York, I right. think, when it comes to this. And that's true. And I have so many questions about these stories we hear about hemp being, you know, transported mm-hmm. in state, out of state, how it's produced, how do you know whether or not it's tested properly, um, right. what what should I take for constipation versus <laughs> maybe crucial. stopping the runs? Like it's crucial, uh,
2: <laughs> another CBD product That's to right. stop the runs. Oh my god! Right. So we've got lots to talk about today related to hemp, hemp farming, but also hemp distribution. Yeah. And so we're not going to really talk so much about CBD as far as medically. Uh, concerning but these are some huge issues that are impacting lots of people especially farmers that's right and so um you know we're really excited about our guest today hello orange hey is this is you?
3: how are you this is me Hi. thank you guys for having me on oh my Welcome, welcome. You?
2: thank you thank you so much so we're we're so excited Oren uh we have Oren Levy here uh and he is on as Jahan or Dr. Marku was mentioning earlier that we had uh the biggest according to New York one of the largest uh what did they say uh bust of cannabis ever right only to yeah. fi- <laughs> yeah,
3: that's what <laughs> only they said. to
2: find out that it really wasn't. So, Oren, I, mm-hmm. I would like to be quiet, and, and you tell us kind of about what happened. I saw it all in the sure, news. Somebody. I'd love to let sure.
3: I'd love to tell you guys. It's everywhere now. So, my, my name is Oren. I also go by the name John. Uh, the, I own Green Angel CBD. So, about a week and a half ago, uh, we placed an order from our farm in Vermont. Uh, for about 106 pounds, actually not about 100%, 106 pounds of uh, CBD hemp, industry hemp that's legal by law in Vermont Mm -hmm. and New York. Uh, Sent the money. Uh, They shipped the the, the shipment with FedEx. Uh, FedEx decided to turn the shipment into the Vermont police. Mm -hmm. Uh, Vermont police checked our shipment, uh, looked at our labs, looked at everything, uh, told FedEx, it's 100% legal. We cannot do anything with it. We're not seizing it. They said either return it back to the farm or send it to the sender, uh, the receiver. Uh, I guess FedEx didn't like that. And what they did is they decided to turn it into the NYPD once it got to New York. Uh, they forgot to tell NYPD that the shipment was already checked and cleared by Vermont. Uh, Vermont PD gives us a call, tells us your, your, your item was cleared. And then we get a phone call from NYPD stating what's in the package. <laughs> uh, I just got out of a service operation maybe two days before this whole thing happened. Mm. So I really couldn't work. Uh, so after we spoke to the officer at Greenwich, we told him, feel free to open up the boxes. All our paperwork is in there. The lab work is in there. Uh, and he asked, him, do you have the phone number of the sender? I said, of course. They said, we'll check out the paperwork. We'll let you know when everything's clear. You can come pick it up. Uh, he called the farm. The farm sent him more paperwork via email. i on the phone, spoke to them. Um, and they called me back up. They said, "Warren, you can come pick up your shipment. I said, okay, great. And I said, uh, thank you so much, officer. I really sorry for the confusion. I know the isn't changing. You guys are a little confused over there, but we were sorry for the inconvenience. I just got out of service operations, so I really couldn't make it there myself. So my brother, Ronan Levy, he owns badpackcare.com, he was helping me out for, to pick up my shipment. I told him, it was all clear, uh, go pick it up. He said, no problem. He picks it up and they throw cuffs on him. Then he gets there. And uh, he's texting me through text message. He's like, I think I'm getting locked up. I'm like, no, you're not. Stop messing with me, you know? And then uh, five minutes later, he's like, Lauren, I'm getting locked up Call the lawyers. I said, no, you're shitting me. I was in disbelief. I was in disbelief when I heard that. Uh, I called the officer up in that, e- that evening and I said, what the hell happened? He goes to me, well, you know. I said, no, I don't know. I said, all my documents are there. You've seen my documents. He said, I don't care about the documents. Uh, we, we field tested it and it came back positive for THC. And I told him, you guys need to educate yourself because any CBD will test positive for THC. Uh, he said, oh, whatever. So whatever i said you, yeah i told him you're making a big mistake i mm-hmm. said you guys need to educate yourself i said you're making a huge mistake i said all well, the paperwork is in order everything's legit what's going on at that point he hung up and i we didn't speak to then uh wow. the next day the same the same day my brother gets sent to central Booking, and um uh, i couldn't believe it he gets released or the officers at the 75th priest and the arresting officer forgot to give the DA all our paperwork. Doesn't mention anywhere in the police report we had paperwork. Doesn't mention anywhere they spoke mm. to the farm. Yeah, yeah, completely disregarded everything you said in mind in the police report. Are these criminal forms? Uh, no, it's pretty I don't know. typical. I don't, not all, listen, I, I support the police, yeah. but this guy just didn't know what the hell he was doing. I support him wow. too, but oh, that's man. typical.
1: The rookie probably got excited. He's like, "All right, I want to make captain this year. Look <laughs> at all this."
3: Well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's what happened. That's what happened. So, so quick, the next. Yo, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So go no. So, so next day we, we actually someone sends me a picture. He's like, "Orin, we you see your 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 stock on TV." I said, "Get the fuck out of here!" So get the hell out of here! I said, "You're bullshitting me." So I go to social media and I check the seventy fifth precinct's uh, Facebook page. And I was like, I was in disbelief. I could not yeah. believe what I was seeing.
1: And my question So I left the I
3: left a con.
1: Go ahead, Sorry, ahead. I just want to throw it out there. When you look at that picture, did you did you think for a minute they have just not following my specifications for how to store and handle this product? Uh, because you know, they don't they you know, if they had got a, a shipment of milk or eggs or other medicinal products or, you know, any sort of consumable, you know, product for ingestion, isn't there a certain way to store and handle that stuff so it doesn't go bad yeah you have to
3: start them. of course you have to store it the right way i'm afraid all oh, that's going to go bad i'm afraid all oh, that's going to go bad it- i i think i might lose it's a huge shit man this business will shut me down
1: of this will shut down
3: my business also fedex made a statement on tv stating uh we do not allow illegal products shipped with our courier that's another thing people are probably scared yeah. i'm a drug dealer I'm, I'm- right. This 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 crap set me back. I cannot believe how much money be between this my my stock, between paying for lawyers for my brother, between not people not trusting our company like our, our sales went down. Except I thought it would go up, but actually went down. Oh my god! So who
0: are we going after when you frame that? I mean, what, what who are we going because
3: you you have a clear case here?
2: Do you have a good authority? yeah?
3: Yeah, we have an attorney. We have a few attorneys helping but us. We have a marijuana know, attorney,
2: but they they know cannabis.
1: Yeah. Do they have a court qualified expert? this? Yeah,
2: because Doctor Marku, who who's right on here, he is a court qualified. I you know witness for courts for cannabis, and in fact, uh, to the point that we actually work with states on regulation and testing and stuff like that. This is why, and uh, we wanted to come in because yeah. we wanted to see how we can help you with this. Yeah.
3: I would love any help possible. I would love any help
2: possible. Well, you know, with our our network, um, you know, Randy, who's on this podcast, he's a hemp farmer. Yeah. And, you know, Dr. Mark Hu, who's on this podcast with us, like I said, he is probably one of the few people who has the expertise. He's actually written God knows how much. Just he's an expert in this field. And. And we talk about this issue all the time, and it's not fair yeah. that good people who are just trying to have a business are having to deal with these kinds of issues. Yeah. So yeah, how is your brother? I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. Before we get into the cannabis, yeah, I bet right. your brother was upset, and he has now yeah. a charge. How is he? Of
3: course. He? It's, it's He's traumatized out of this whole deal. Oh, he's right. traumatized. like. He never okay. been to jail before. He's not a jail person. Like, he had to spend 35 hours oh in Central Book in New York, and that's not a nice place, Brooklyn, for Central Book. Uh, oh know it well. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs>
2: how much money do you think you've lost?
3: Right now, I'm estimating about 40,000. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I keep losing because, top it off, people are not buying anymore. People are scared to buy for less.
2: Now we I, should talk about And then we offline. have
3: customers lined up. We have well, customers lined up and some customers that we can't even give them their
2: product. Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna give you some some deliverables that we're gonna give you. One is that I'm going to do my best to find a cannabis attorney who will take this for you because this is ridiculous. Thank you so much. And we have a Thank network you. of people that we want to do right by people. So that's one thing. Two is that, obviously, Dr. Marku can assist with, uh, he is a court-qualified expert witness, so we can kind of help with that as well. Thank you so much. I asked you a question yesterday, and I said, Mm -hmm. do you have a GoFundMe page? Do you want to tell Mm -hmm. everyone what your answer was?
3: So we don't have a GoFundMe page. I'm not that kind of person to ask for money from people. Uh, Mm -hmm. What I'd rather do is, is help people with our medicine. Yep. If people can buy it from us, that'll be great. Yeah, uh, We'll see later on what happens if I get my shipment back, uh, if we're able to sue for everything. Mm-hmm. But as of now, I don't feel comfortable doing a GoFundMe yeah. page. I'm not that kind of person. You know?
2: So I'm going to give you our third deliverable. We're going to have our social media people and all of us. We are going to try to kind of create a viral messaging to support you guys because we've got to figure out a way to help you all. It's not fair that this happened. And, Impact. I, I, I can even, can, can't you guys hear it in the, his voice? I mean, it just yeah. sounds yeah. devastating.
3: Yeah. Well, I am. I am. I just got out of surgery. My uncle died two weeks ago. I got in Russia to do some surgery. This happens. There's tons of money. My brother gets falsely arrested. Yeah. We're losing customers. It's crazy. It's crazy.
2: And <laughs> <your> <laughs> All because reputation. someone didn't want
3: to do their job. What? Yeah. And I read, well because an officer failed ignored our paperwork.
2: So what? is happening now with the police? Where are you guys in this?
3: We have court on the 19th of November. Uh, that's when my brother's next court date happens. We have to see what the, the police said they sent our hemp our out for testing. We're, we're 100% positive it's going to come back 100%. I'm hoping everything's going to get dismissed on the 19th. You know, that's that's my hopes. I know it's going to get dismissed unless there's some kind of shady stuff. Do
2: you going know? On. Do you know who they were sending the hemp, or where they're sending the hemp for testing?
3: I have no idea.
2: Jay, Han, where, no idea where, where do you think they would do that? Like, what would they do?
1: It uh, probably goes to the typical forensic laboratory for them to confirm whether or not it's cannabis. Um, you know, I think the main question I'd ask is, well, every lab that provides reporting data on what's in a cannabis hemp product has to be independently accredited to an international standard to produce that, that data. So if they're a, using a lab that doesn't have independently accredited methodology for testing, then their results are not potentially applicable. So I would definitely challenge any results coming out of that lab because how do we know it meets the standards <laughs> that every licensed yep. cannabis yep. laboratory or hemp testing laboratory or, meets in the right. nation? This can happened
0: I, in Brooklyn? Yes. I'll tell you what, yeah, we need to reach a, out to Eric Adams, the borough president right now, who also was high up on the channel. Can chief. you
2: make yeah, that? Can that our, be our fourth commitment? Yeah,
0: that'll be that'll be the uh that'll, that'll be, be the fourth. Great, okay. So,
2: I
3: really appreciate all of you guys' help. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah. This is like this dude, is crazy. I can't believe this is happening. Dude, like I'm so in shock.
2: I read know? the article and I almost fell out of my chair. I, I was yeah. like, I can't believe this. I, I just really can't believe this, that we're in this day yeah. and age where we have people who have documentation. It's obviously passed. What were they trying to say that someone was changing the shipment from Vermont to New York? <laughs> you know, yeah, it I makes don't know. no I, sense. I I'd
3: be- I'd be honest, I think he's seen the biggest drug loss of his life. Of course that's And he didn't want to let it go. That's my thoughts. Yeah, and that's my concern. And the FedEx driver, too.
2: Yeah. Yeah, That's my concern is that they're going to do that and not follow the proper protocol to make sure that they're giving you the results. You know what I mean? That they're being fair and transparent. And they might not know. Kind of, you know, I, I do believe and, in a And, law and, and also,
0: that. let's be clear about this. This has nothing to do with whether you're supporting the cops or not supporting the cops. Right. This yeah. has to do no. with calling out wrong, corrupt right stuff right when it goes down. Yeah. Right yeah. is right, wrong is wrong, and that's all it is. Let's be no. clear about yeah. that.
2: And I'm not against police, so I don't yeah. want it to be taken that way. No, but, well, but that's,
0: that's at not the same even. The issue. No, no, we're not anti. Yeah. yeah, that's not no, the issue. police Right. That's not the issue.
3: Listen. All we had to do is one He's seen all the paperwork the officer, right? The the farm called them, sent them more paperwork on top of that. There was nine boxes. that means there was nine sets of paperwork in each box, right? The Vermont PD cleared it and even stated there was paperwork in the box, right? We have emails going back and forth with the officer, with the farm sending them paperwork, more paperwork on top yeah. of what they had. He ignored it. He didn't care about it. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't why do like he, he he Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't. He, he did. We gave him all the paperwork. He just hit it.
2: He just did, ooh, Yeah,
3: hit it. Yeah, he hit yeah. the paperwork.
2: What? So, yeah, he he knew it when was the there.
3: DA what Yeah. Oh my yeah,
2: god. Yeah, the DA.
3: There was no. We have the arrest report. There's no statement that he made that he contacted the farm. Mm-hmm. That was any paperwork. When the when my brother went to see the DA the next day, the DA is like, "What are you talking about? What paperwork? What hemp?" He was what? like, "I have
1: no idea."
3: Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: That's what I'm saying. It's just, crazy. Oh my! So God. this was actually going back many years ago to California when they passed Prop 215. There was actually a lawsuit against the Highway Patrol because what they were doing is they were pulling people over and who you know and confiscating any cannabis that was from a dispensary. And what it ended up having years later is the California Highway Patrol had to reimburse people for the medicine that they confiscated. It was tens of thousands yeah. of dollars. Uh, so, I mean, there there have been cases like this where, you know, a law passes, the regulators or, or law enforcement isn't trained, and there's a catch-up here, training's a moving target. So, um, I think yeah. that that's, you know, some of these things might get corrected in time, but, you know, how does a law, you know, being having participated in cases like this before, I have to tell you, when they asked this lieutenant, how could he tell if it was cannabis, he says, well, it was green leafy vegetable material in a bag. Oh, my God. So, you know, yeah. if that's the standard for, um, but, you know, there are lab tests that they do, but I think we really want to make sure this is being tested to the same standards that are applied across the yeah. board, um, and they're not using some test that a lab in New York that's testing cannabis and hemp in the marketplace right now wouldn't be allowed to yeah. use in reporting. Right. I think that's right. Yeah. very important distinction. Well, that's
2: where we can help you, um, you know, to help you kind of give you the resources you need. Um, so I really
3: appreciate it. I do that. have
2: one question though. Sure. Have you noticed, uh, you said that you noticed like your business has actually gone down since then. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'm curious, like, what do you think the impact on your patients are? Do you think this is going to force them to get <sighs> CBD products from the less reputable source?
3: I, you know I think I mean? so.
2: These I think so. I think... That, I, 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 and, of
3: course. Yeah. That's I don't happening. know if you guys Googled me. Yeah. I don't know if you guys Googled me. If you guys actually typed in Green Angel CBD and my Google mm-hmm. My Business will pop up. Yep. Yep. And
2: yeah. And you will see
3: hundreds of reviews of my my, my clients, <laughs> my patients, right? Stating how much I help them. Like, I, I'm in the business to help people. I'm not in the business to, to hurt people, right. Right? right? So some of these people are, are... Some of them are famous. Some of them are... are older people some of them so I don't know what they're thinking they see some of a statement made by the police so they some of these people are like all right if the police said it it must be true mm-hmm.
2: you know yep can I ask it's you crazy. also what mm-hmm. made you decide to get into this business into starting so I'm actually, yeah,
3: yeah yeah so I'm actually a licensed recovery coach which, which means I'm a drug counselor but I get a little I get a little more money than a drug counselor and in one of the classes he actually said, if you have any meds, if your client wants holistic medicine, uh, find it for them. And I started Googling what kind of holistic medicine can help someone in recovery. And I found a few different herbs. One was Kratom. I'm not sure if you guys oh, ever heard yeah. of it. But oh,
2: yeah.
3: Kratom is used to get people off of opioids. It yeah. knocks down the withdrawal symptoms up to 90%. So the, the client's able to get off the opioids without feeling like they're going to die. And then I found CBD for anxiety for people who, who are going through withdrawal symptoms too. And uh, that's how I got into it. So I started my business with $80, believe it or not. Uh, I opened up a Facebook group on uh, the Facebook page. And I gave out these products for free. At that point, I had no money in my pocket. And I just said, I'm going to give you these products for free. All I want is a review. Just let me know what you think. Give me a testimony. And I started getting these beautiful testimonies. I'm like, what is this stuff? How come I have never heard about this stuff before? And, uh... I said, this is amazing. People told me their sons got off heroin. They stopped their pain medication. I started getting these beautiful letters. You saved my son from heroin. And I'm like, holy crap. And that's how I got into it. Believe it or not, I started both my companies with angels.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant. Wow. Brilliant. Well,
2: you know what? That's why we do this too. Because at the end of the day for me, it is about my patients and making sure that they have safe access to products. Um, patient safety is a huge issue for us, but also yeah. it's fairness, you know, and, and and it's just really unfair what's kind of happened.
0: Well, I have to say this. I grew up in you know, Upper West Side and in Harlem, and I grew up in the early 90s as a teenager. So I was the face of the pre- pe- people who were harassed um, unfairly. So um, having the position right now to um, help somebody else, I think, is a blessing. I think we have to yeah. stick together as folks that have been done wrong um, to write and also to educate people who don't experience that, right. because when you yeah. do go through it, it leaves a residue on you. So you need to find people to reach out to and connect with. To have our Me Too mo- moment, so um, we got your back.
3: We don't want, thank, We don't want nobody else getting locked up for what we right. did. Right, like, right, right. I'm I'm down tons of money. Right, right. I'm depressed. Yep. I don't know if i will ever make this money back again. No, you make, yeah, make it, brother. We're
2: gonna, yeah.
0: You make it. You know, You'll make it
2: and, and and we're gonna do everything we can to support you through That's this right. too. And and we I will really definitely I'm gonna have Grace and reach out to you and give you uh, our phone number so that we can stay in touch because I kinda wanna help you well, I am gonna help you. I think we we I all think, we're I, looking yep. at each other around the table. We're yeah. gonna help you. So Yeah,
3: Good. we need to meet up for coffee. I really, really appreciate it. Absolutely you got it, bro. And and look, I really appreciate
2: don't it. Don't let the bastards get you down.
3: That's right. No, 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 okay. no, 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 we're not. We're trying. We're going to be we OK. On-
2: this is where you find out I, who friends are and all that, right. that good stuff. We're going to be OK, man.
3: Right. Thank you. Uh, we have court on the 19th. You're more than welcome to join us at, at Brooklyn Criminal Court on November 19th.
2: What time? Do you know? Uh,
3: yeah. Uh, it's the morning. We'll be there in the morning.
2: OK. All right. We'll that's see how you get we there. Can that's
3: how you get there at 930 in the morning, but uh, they make you wait for a while. All
2: right, <laughs> man. You take care. Guys,
3: I really appreciate the help. So, thank you so much. All
2: right. You got thank it. You. Thank you so
3: much. You got it. Thank you so much. Have a great day. God you bless you. You too, bud.
0: God bless you.
2: Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. What an incredible, sad story. Yeah. You yeah. have to do something. Yeah. So, we're going to ask our listeners definitely to do something. We'll post more information That's on facebook instagram all that good stuff because we got to figure out how to help these guys you could just man his heart's in the right place right yeah oh my god jehan i think you can really use your superpowers here
1: yeah hopefully (laughs) i think we need some more data i mean i think a little bit bit more detail a little bit more detail and um you know i think We have to ask some serious questions about how, you know, I feel sorry for law enforcement. Are they even equipped in terms of training or education to deal with this issue? I mean, you have, you know, these regulations passing. What are they doing to keep them updated? Uh, And what is this field test for cannabis? I mean, well, that's
0: that's the one they've always had. And they'll check your back pocket and maybe give you a lump on the back of your head. That's the field test I used to experience.
1: (laughs) If you get back up, you're and on. If you campus. get back, exactly. <laughs> oh man!
0: So, um, we got we got we, some work to do. We do, yeah. we do. Wow. What up, hemp nuts? This episode of the New Hemp Times is brought to you by NHT Breaking News. Yeah, detect. Detective Smalton over here, all right? Well, you're looking at one of the biggest busts in New York City history, all right? Me and my partners yesterday. You know, we don't need this crap around here on the city streets and uh
1: excuse me. I don't detective? know how many
0: tons of this pot, pot stuff you're looking at. How do you know it's that? How do you know it's no, it's, it's pot. pot, it's high grade pot. How do you know it's not him? What are you saying? It might be him. How do you know it's not hemp, detective? Have you tested it yet? Hemp, pot, same crap, whatever. It's the the, the biggest, this is this is the biggest bus in New York City history. I don't know hemp, that pop D- stuff, but it's big. right Those are detest- big fat bags for you, all right? All right, that's all you need to know for yourself. How about that? We just got the biggest. Ain't that right there, Jolly, huh? All right, thank you, detective. Yeah, man. Thank you.
2: Hi, uh, this is Dr. Jan Roberts here at New Hemp Times, and we're so excited to have our guest on the phone today with us here. Uh, I would like to introduce, um, she is a cannabis business owner uh, focusing on CBD, and she actually is from or lives in my hometown of Mobile, Alabama. So I have on the line now uh, Jennifer Boozer, who owns and operates Canabama in Mobile, Alabama. She has two locations. Hey, hey, I've been to one. I was yeah? so excited when I was visiting my family the last time. I made my sister stop. But <laughs> My poor mom <laughs> had to sit in the car, and I went. And, Jahan, you would be so proud. The first thing I asked for were all of their documentation to make sure that all of their products were safe and secure and they were so knowledgeable it's crazy so jennifer welcome <laughs> thank welcome thank you thank you for thank you. Uh, hey, being jennifer. here on new hemp times with uh randy cameron
0: welcome
2: and dr thank Jehan, you so much and dr jayhan Morku.
4: hello so i'm just here to add to the southern flavor of the show <laughs> <laughs> we could use it
2: i know i know yeah so, so Jen, I wanted to ask you, tell me a little bit kind of about the political environment related to CBD and hemp in Alabama. So, you know, we've had here recently in New York, we had the largest supposed drug bust there were, uh, or there was supposed to be related to cannabis, but it was actually uh, hemp, according to the owners of the company and their documentation. So we right. know that a lot of people get confused about, we know that it's legal through the har- uh, farm bill, but there are all these issues that no one's really talking about related to it.
1: Um, yeah. Right. This is Jayhan. Um, so one of the, the things we hear um, looking at the regs and, and hearing things from like Kentucky and other states is that there's this industry that's created where it's legal to cultivate it, legal to make products, but not to say, commercialize it. There doesn't seem to be regulatory support for these products to be sold uh, to the public. Um, how would right? You, yeah, could you tell us a little bit about that?
4: Yeah, okay. So um as far as Alabama is concerned, you know, I was the first person to get out here and do this. <laughs> so I'm like the OG retailer in Alabama. Hey. Uh, I've seen it all. And I opened uh, under the fourteen farm bill in August of eighteen. And then that weird period where we didn't really have a farm bill, and then the 18 bill came, and then after that, people started coming around and doing it. So I was I was the only store in uh, south of Birmingham for like eight months, and it was just me. And people, you know, I haven't, I actually have been selling to law enforcement since the beginning, but um, it's really weird because down here, nobody, nobody knows. Nobody knows what it is, what it does, how oh. it works. That's why we, we, you know, I tell people all the time, you can't sell CBD. You have to educate and then make it available. But um, that's the only way to, to really get people to even try it because it's the devil's lettuce. You're going to go straight to hell. You know, mm. you're a junkie, all that good stuff. Um, and so right now, now that people are starting to open up retail stores, you know, smokable hemp is a really big issue. Um, my customers love it. It's a big portion of my business. And, um, now they're, the state is in this weird, there's no law against it. Okay. It's federally legal for one thing. There's no law on the books in Alabama saying there's that, that any, you know, you can only consume it certain ways. Um, it's either legal or it's not, you know, it, it, I liken it to broccoli. You can get broccoli at the, at the grocery store. It's a commodity. You can boil it, you can, you know, steam it. And if you want to roll it up and smoke it, who cares? Nobody can tell you you can't do that. Mm. It's the same thing. And so many people don't understand that. But the state is now, you know, they they let farmers grow. And I'm really proud of how well Alabama farmers did because no one's fields got burned because they overdid it with the THC. Um, I've had some of the the flour from different farms. I've gotten to visit a few farms and the flour is fantastic. The products are, are great. I mean, we have the best soil in the country we should be dominating this industry so um but now they waited until these guys have harvested put all this money to convert their farms you know invest this and 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 learn how to do this bring in consultants and right at harvest time oh you can't sell to anyone who doesn't have a license well they don't have a retailer's license in alabama all i have to have is a is a is a regular retail boutique type license so they can't sell their flour to people like me, who sells pounds of it a week, um, to offload their, their smokable flour. And uh, I, I then, by that standard, couldn't sell it to the public because the public isn't licensed. Uh, in the meantime, I've been selling it for 15 months. And I sell it, like I say, to law enforcement. I've had city officials. I have had even a congressman in my store with big candy jars full of beautiful flour. No one has ever told me I can't sell flour. There's no law on the books. My lawyer says, no, there's no crime. There's no charge. And yet they are telling people publicly that they're going to shut down their stores and arrest them and they're going to go to jail. And so the growers, uh, really the only consequence would be that the ag department pulls their grower's licenses. Hmm. And once they do that, you don't get it back. So the growers are afraid to sell it to me. And then my customers are afraid to come and buy it from me because they think I'm some renegade out here breaking the law. It's hurting our businesses, right? Um, and 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 we've been waiting for over two weeks now. We've been being told that the attorney general was going to come out with some kind of clar- clarification statement, and and yet every day we're out here losing money, and and our our customers are not getting what they need, and it seems like no one cares. <laughs> well, hold, hold
1: on, you have. We need to unpack some mm-hmm. of these themes you're talking about. Now, I think you've just in a few minutes told everyone they need to know about hemp and, and what's going on on the ground, but I think we need to unpack it so people know what to do and understand this because you, you've, you've said a number of interesting things. Yeah. Um, okay. And, you know, uh, one of the things I think you mentioned was um, education. I'm going to start simple, right? Because oh, yeah. So let's say I came into your place and I was on the fence. What would you recommend for me to read uh, about hemp or CBD in order to feel more comfortable? What would you give to a politician? I guess what I'm asking is, what is the most common thing you give or recommend people check out to learn more about this?
4: Um, there are a couple of uh, resources that we use. I use them heavily when I was educating myself before I owned the business, but um, because I knew that, you know, I didn't understand it myself. I'm actually a recovering opiate addict. And the first time I came across CBD, I said, oh, I can't use that. That's weed. I'm in recovery. And so I knew the depth of the lack of understanding. And I knew that in order to get people to be comfortable enough to try it, they needed to understand it. And to me, there's, there's only one right way to do what I do. And that is educate, educate, educate. Um, because even people who fancy themselves, you know, heavy weed smokers that are experts, um, they don't know what they're talking about. Uh, right. no one's studying the science, you know. They think for, that hemp is um, worthless because it doesn't impair the science.
2: you. <laughs> we study right, right. for a living. There's but like five of us. But I do <laughs> I want to um kind of get back to kind of one of the things. So you you obviously have to deal with a lot of stigma. Having grown up there, I kind of understand the culture and the fear mongering. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. you're going to burn in hell if you do this because you're going to be an addict. So I don't even right. want to go there because I think we all can recognize right. that. Yeah, that's it's just, Alabama. That's all you have to say. Well, <laughs> that's all you I have mean, to say. you know, I don't even want to say that. I, I just want to say that a lot of um, lack of education has resulted in stigmatization. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, right. for you, I, I'm still stuck on the, the comment that hemp farmers are able to... Um, to grow it, but they can't sell it to you because of a license. So, my right. question is in the state mm-hmm. where you are, do you have to have a license to sell it? Or, no, what are the licenses that these farmers are looking for?
4: There are two licenses there's a license for growing, and there's a license for processing, and that is it.
1: So, are you tell me there that there's a system created that does not require licensing for distribution, is it? Hmm. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So So, I have a
0: question, Jen, real quick. In -hmm. New York, they're now as a cultivator. They're they're separating the license into growing biomass for um, fibrous products like paper, Mm -hmm. um, clothing, and then for consumption like CBD products Mm -hmm. Um, in Alabama. Is there a differential between those two processes
4: um, I don't believe so. No, I think you're, you either have a grower's license or you don't. Mm-hmm. It's really up to the farmer mm-hmm. what type of, uh, plant they want to, uh, to harvest. I know people who are just growing for fiber and right. I know people who are growing it for, for the consumables. And, um, I don't think that there is a different license. Um, it, so, there's a difference obviously in the testing and, the, and the, the standard of how they do things, but, right. No, I don't think there's a separate license.
2: So, did they, so these farmers have invested how much overall you think per farm to kind of, or do you have any idea of how much Uh, farmers invest uh, to kind of restructure their farming? I mean, I think at a minimum, probably a half a million dollars for a small, small farm. And I've, I've, I actually
4: visited a farm that was like a $20 million operation.
2: And and so and, so they're probably having yep. to get investment from other people or staking their own personal. And this, you know, yes,
4: this, the the big one, the big one is working with one of the largest uh, cannabis companies in the world.
2: And so um, and so one of the things I guess I wanted to ask is they've been given this license to grow mm-hmm. to cultivate, but then they're being told because I'm still kind of lost with they're being told that right. they can't sell it to anyone else unless they have a license
4: yes so and there's this circular they, piece they're, they're,
2: that there's that they're actually only selling it to they can only sell it to other farms then
4: or or processors but then again the processors can't then sell it to retailers Just retail I, it doesn't make any sense hmm.
0: so where's wow. all this product being stored that's that's um you know, s- stuck in the pipeline.
4: I have no idea, but I am still selling with no issues. Hmm. I haven't changed anything because my lawyer assures me that even if I were to be arrested, they cannot charge me with a crime that does not exist. Right.
2: Right. right. Well, um,
4: we, the biggest concern for me is that they would, you know, find probable cause to, to test everything i have which would then make that, it unsellable must, and ruin me financially yeah right. that
2: must be a lot of weight to kind of carry you know what i mean it, like you're in this business is. trying to help people but yet this murky right. kind of fear-mongering laws are, are mm-hmm. being um set up so that people can't succeed wow right right so how right. We, so obviously the fear is that you could potentially lose everything if they come in and start testing And and how is it that, like, what's going to happen with all of this product that's been grown and they can't sell it? Can they ship it to other states?
4: Um, Well, I've gotten mixed answers on that. The biggest problem is that no one has given any kind of official anything. There's this memo from a lady somehow connected to the ag department that went out to the farmers and the processors. I only saw it because I was, in the middle of brokering a deal with a local farm to buy some of their flour for my stores. And they were like, wait, we may not be able to give it to you because here's this. And they didn't send it to the retailers. They haven't said a word directly to the retailers, but there was a news story on a station, I think in the Birmingham area a couple of weeks ago, and they straight up said it is illegal to sell uh, smokable flour. And that is simply not true. But people believe, oh, well, it was on the news. It must be true. And so all these other retailers that are afraid, um, you know, they're newer. They haven't gotten much of a return yet. You know, I'm ancient compared to a lot of these stores and, um, and they're like, well, I can't take that risk at all. And you know, I got people calling me from all over the state saying, gotcha. what's happening? Like I like I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't talk to me either. Okay,
1: so so, you know, we've heard about these potential bans in other states regarding smokable hemp. But just real simply, you know, as someone in this retail space that may or may not exist in Alabama what right, is a smokable right. hemp product? Does that include the oils? I mean, I feel like you could set fire no, to almost anything. Is,
4: yes. That is the dried buds. That is the smokable hemp flower that it, you know looks like weed and smells like weed, but it's not, you know. Mm. That is that's the big target.
1: Okay. Um, so if it's packaged to be vaporized, would that be okay? Or is is vaporization of flowers just lumped in with smoking?
4: Well, like, you, the, the two key terms in this memo are uh, viable and processed. Um, and I was walked through the entire process of taking the plant out of the field until it's ready to sell. And it is most definitely processed, even though it's it's the the plant in its natural state. It's been cured and it's been uh, trimmed and it's you know been prepared. And they only use certain parts of the plant for smokeable. It's not just fresh off
2: of the fun. I want to ask, I want to, sorry to interrupt, but I want to ask a question because to me, this might go back to lack of education for officials as well. And, And I know that there are hemp industry associations and how are you guys using these industry associations to influence the state regulators and all of these people? Because I would almost assume that as, as we've been to developing countries, as we've been all over the country looking at other programs and such, that most mm-hmm. people really have no clue how nuanced all of this mm-hmm. is. And so right. I can imagine a bureaucrat making a decision really not having the full understanding of the nuances of the process. Yeah. And especially in a state where it's been so demonized that they haven't really had a huge presence of understanding around the science behind it. Right. So I'm curious, like, how are you guys, is there a concentrated effort, like with the Hemp Industry Association or any of those uh, hemp advocates or lobbyists who help you guys? Because for instance, really, in New uh, York State, Cornell University really does, does that for us. Right. Testing. I, I mean, right. I would think like Auburn or one of the ag, you yeah. know, other ag schools would be interested. Does does that kind of play yeah. into the bureau or, yes. you know, to the state?
4: There is no real organization in Alabama. In fact, once this sort of all came out a few weeks ago, you know, like I said, I have people calling me from all over, farmers and and processors, and retailers, and um, I guess because I've been doing something with it for longer than anybody else, I don't really know, but no one's called me until recently, another retailer, said, hey, we need to pool our resources, and my lawyer told me, you know, you can't be the one to sue the state because they will come after you, but an association can, and so this guy and I are starting the Alabama Hemp Coalition you I'm going up to, to Birmingham tomorrow need, to go and meet with some of these people because we do need to work together. But no, there's no organization. There's no leadership. There's no nothing. But well, my 12-year-old can Jen, explain the Jen, difference.
2: Jen, <laughs> the deal is, is that people, and I'm going to tell you the straight up, being from Alabama, is that mm-hmm. people never think about Alabama. I've been asking colleagues how many of them are working with the state Trying to kind of help with a medical marijuana bill, and no one wants to. None of oh, my colleagues yeah. wants to go down there and work, unfortunately. And and right. I can just imagine what that's creating is an environment with again lack of education and lack of science to kind of back out what policies are saying. Right. So, and so for me, more I, wait, just hold on one second. Hold on one second. And so my point being that. This is something that you really do need industry heavyweights, not local. I hate to tell you this. You guys don't want to do this locally. No. I mean, like, no, you, need the I na- know. Yeah, you need the national industries. To, to, to affect policy. Some- yes. To yeah. give right, you support. Right, we do. And I know, we like, do. I know uh, my good buddy, uh, Rick, uh, with the national, oh, God, is it? NHIA. I always screw it up. Anyway, he's with the National. He's the VP of the Hemp Industry Association, and I know he was in yeah. Alabama briefly for the hemp road trip. So, those are kind of things that I maybe you you know you guys want to reach out to to get a lot more um, strength behind your your advocacy because you have yeah. to use the resources. Don't reinvent the wheel. You're no you know, trust me, I don't have time. You need to <laughs> use the resources. All right, yeah. Cool. Um, well, there's no
4: lawyers there either. The lawyers here have no experience in cannabis.
2: Right, right, right. So maybe that's a great opportunity. We mm-hmm. can kind of talk offline and get you connected with other people who Definitely. can help you. That would be but, amazing. But thank you so much for your time Thanks, today. Jen. Appreciate, we really appreciate it. Great your information. And you know, as Anytime. as as usual, I'm here as the uh, fellow person from the same state. That uh, if you ever need anything, we want to help you guys out.
4: Right. Well, thank you. And, and if you think of us, let us know. We're we're always here just trying to boots on the ground, help people, and hope the state stays out of it.
2: Absolutely. Thanks, Jennifer Boozer. Thanks. That was Jennifer Boozer from Canabama. Well, that was actually a really good show. So I think that uh, we had a lot to say today. Thanks to our callers and um, and for you guys listening. And we will be in touch soon, right? Have a great one.